Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only.
him out he's excellent and he talks about life after death and he talks about being a doctor in the conventional and having he actually uh, was in a coma for a long time and he talks about his adventures so yeah I just want you don't have to be special 
to learn how to do this. Right. And and so we're going to go into that in this series of shows more about the, our personal stories and how you two, I think that you can access extraterrestrials by inviting them at first. It might, um, we have this part of us that's a fight or flight, knee-jerk reaction to things that are outside of box. Um, you need to learn how to calm that down. And there's a part that believes things and it blocks us from manifesting and creating our heart's desire and to creating, it keeps us from creating an optimal, optimal life that is full of bliss and happiness. Um, so we can help you identify for yourself, and we're not going to do it for you. We're going to help you. We're going to facilitate you. We're going to um, operate actually guide in the interim. There's some noise coming from your end. Is there, or is that, okay. Can you Let hear anything now? It's, um, yeah. Let me see if we can talk to TJ now. So, Hold on one moment while I open the board. Okay. Can you hear me? Hey. Hello, I'm yes, on now. I'm letting you do your intro. You're on now. Oh, okay. You I'll an just... hour after we did. We've been on for an hour. I, I, yeah. I you know, we broadcast yeah. two to four Hawaii, um, 8 to 10 Eastern. What happened that you made it later? This week. Uh, the people in California that are already paid for the shows uh, need it after uh, six, but I had eight to ten the last two, three weeks. So, uh, but that's okay. We get three hours that way on your end, but on my end, I didn't know you started earlier. So, but that's okay. We got it blended together now. Now, I told James Tolley that uh, not to come on. So, but you invited Karen Gresham Nichols, and uh, I had advertised Love and Light yeah, Community. Karen, with me. Okay. Yeah, we're And I don't have anybody James. else. Hi, Karen. Hi. Oh, how, how are you are tonight? You there? Good, good. I think about you often. Oh, I think about you too. I see you occasionally on Facebook. So, uh, just oh. been working away over here. So, uh, hope yeah, all's well with time. you. It is. Yeah. It is. And you? Oh, I'm fine. Um, I've just been uh, doing a lot of domains, website building, and. Uh, that's about it, but uh, I'm, I'm gearing up to do radio shows with uh, other people with their different divisions and groups, depending on where they are. So, Janet, did you just well, call right. in? Janet, just, did you I just call in? I called in a little while ago. I called in a little while ago, and you're on. I, I turned your – I'll put you on mute. Your, uh, I'll put your radio show on mute, but I pulled your cell phone in. Is that okay? Okay. Well, I don't now know. Now it's no feedback. Karen, now, now I get any feedback. Can you hear Karen? Not with you on the phone. I'll have to turn your phone off and put you back on the show. Okay, okay. now you're back on. Yeah, I've got those, Karen. So Karen works. called into the show. So, But I can't put, uh, have I you on your that. phone. You called into Janet's show, I think, because Janet, I can see her show right. and her own personal phone oh. number, but she can't talk on both off of her computer at the same time. Well, she it, me. She'll get I was feedback. To, but I was, I was oh. running yeah, late. I, I called think into the show. She called into me. Or, 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, well. Can you all right. Well, I don't see. Him? We're good now. Yeah. I don't hear okay. Susan or Rich so yet. So. I don't see I don't Susan and Rich yet. Okay. Well, no, I don't see them over here either. Are you talking about Suzanne? Suzanne said she's yeah. working for another hour. Is she hour. still working right now? So she oh, okay. But she she was supposed to meet with me after that. So In what an hour? So talking about, uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah, we, we were supposed to have a meeting, a, a phone call. I don't think she was going to come on the show today unless she. Anyway, let's. Um, oh, okay. What I wanted to tell okay. you, what we've been talking about was, sure. was the connection between extraterrestrials, spirituality, and the evolution of consciousness. So we're not we're not going into the dark forces. We're going into the positive contact that we've had in life. Things that felt good. Our decisions to come into the form. Our our life between lives. And so uh, Karen and I both have been sharing episodes of our first love. And how we met, and how we knew we were in love with them. And she had an experience where she met Robert when she was 10 years old, and she knew ah. that that was the one. And, and then they ended up meeting when he was older. And I had an experience of when I was 12, I met my first husband, and I knew he was the one. So how, tell us about your experience with your first husband. How did you know when you were in love with him? <laughs> I what guess because we made out at the drive-in. <laughs> I think I fell in love with him because <laughs> we smooched a lot. <laughs> oh, no, that's embarrassing. <laughs> so I met him in high school. Yeah. <laughs> well, can you hear me okay on this phone? Yeah, I can hear okay. you you okay, I met him at high school. Well, we had a brand. We had a brand. When did you meet him? All right. Uh, well, my parents had moved to Houston. I lived at thirteen thirteen Heights Boulevard in Heights area. But my parents bought a brand new home. Uh, we had a big fancy home. I liked it better, but it was older. One of those, you know, colonial with the white thing. Uh, you know, the big. Oh, the poles out front. I don't know what they're called. Um, and uh, I like that house. And we yeah, were right across the library. Pillars, yeah. But mom found a brand new home, and it was bigger with lots more bedrooms. But we had a big. I liked to cross from the library. We had this big library with big, you know, two big fireplaces and a big library doors you pull open. But I gave all that up because she wanted that brand new house. So I sided with her since I was the oldest kid. So. Uh, you know, we went and we moved, and that's where I met my new boyfriend, Stephen Lee Parrish, and had his children. So, But I met him in high school, which you guys knew two or three weeks ago or whenever we did our last show. And uh, he was he had five scholarships. He was real smart. And he was the band president, and he was the first chair trumpet. And I'd always been first chair, even though I was a girl, but he was super good, better than me. And uh, then there was Victor Banks, me, and him, and we were the three Jets for the school at James Madison. James Madison was brand new that so year. It's a totally different school. Wait, I was a trumpet tr- player in a majorette. You- uh-huh. We were trumpets. didn't know that. I didn't know you were trumpets. Oh, you did Wow. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> no, That's I did wonderful. not know that part about you, that you played a, you played a trumpet. I knew you yeah. were a majorette team at an art school. You couldn't be both. You couldn't be a majorette and be a trumpet player. You had to pick the band because they went to band camp and they all, you know, for when they did the marches and the, and the halftime, 
so you couldn't be a trumpet and in the band. But that doesn't make sense. In the, some, in the winter, they did concerts, so they didn't have the majorettes. So maybe, yeah, I guess you could be in the band and in the school year you play. Did, you, did your school do concerts, band concerts? Well, yeah. They played for we the were brand other students. Well, I was in my ninth grade in the first band. I couldn't wait through uh, junior high, seventh and eighth at Westminster Junior High in Westminster, Louisiana. But when my mom, uh, I was in the ninth grade, and I couldn't wait to get there. And, yeah, I went to boot camp, and I tried out and, of course, made the A band in the ninth grade. But what I'm talking about is when mom moved us to Houston was the end of the ninth grade. And so in the 10th grade, I started brand new in 1965 into the 10th grade. And it was a brand new high school. So we didn't have band camp because we didn't even have the school open. So we didn't even have band uniforms. We had to order those. But in both of the band, all the bands that I was in, junior high and high, you had to be in the band and play an instrument to be a majorette. Because remember, now you may be thinking of the flag corps or some girls group at your school. I don't know. But uh, interestingly enough, we only had band majorettes when I was in Louisiana. But when in Houston, we had the band majorettes, and I had to try out and beat different girls out. And then uh, that's, uh, there was uh, only four of us. So uh, we got four, and we had mother help to make our uniforms. So uh, I met him when we all started that brand-new James Madison High School. So, uh, But I had to play in order to be a majorette. So at, in Pennsylvania, that's curious. I strongly believe in, in band, and PE. I love PE, and I love band. Those are my two favorite subjects. So, uh, But you're saying that you couldn't well, you, be? You couldn't be a musician? Well, I I have to rethink that. I know that the during the summer you couldn't be both. If you were a majorette or we called them a letterette, uh, they had the A B A L O M letters that you would you know flag and do routine. You couldn't be in the band and be a majorette in the summer. But I guess in the winter you could uh, because there wasn't a conflict. Now I was a cheerleader. So I couldn't be in the band and be a cheerleader because the cheerleaders were out there during the game, both the um, the basketball and the football games. You know, we were doing routines and stuff like that. So I was a cheerleader, and I loved it. I loved it. But I didn't well, – awesome. there was a lot of politics even back then, and I only made it for two years. And the other girl that was more popular um, won the, the head, head cheerleader – but the girls went up to me and said, well, you're, they've always been real creative. So I would make these routines that were just way beyond what other people were doing in other schools. I was very creative. And they go, we wish we would have had you because you're the one that's most creative. So that, I think, is part of my connection to extraterrestrials is being a manifester in creativity. It's like high creativity. So that's what we were talking about the first part, creativity, manifestation. So anyway, so, yeah, so you got to be, but what happened when you were out, you know, doing your routines at the football game? You couldn't be at well, the, the well, trumpet at the same I, time. No, uh, no, you give you play the trumpet all the time, but then during the football games, we would go out instead of marching, you know, outside on the, we had our own football field laid out. Uh, we The majorettes would practice and do our routines, but during the winter, we had symphony, and I played a French horn then. 
So we had this symphony, and we did, uh, you know, in the inside the building, we had a big, huge uh, theater where the art department, you know, worked out on the stage. And I always wanted to be in that too. So mm-hmm. I got theater after I was an adult, but I couldn't do theater. What I had to take that, a language. DJ? Which year? What year uh, was I that? Nineteen sixty-five. Sixty-five. Okay. Were you in Houston in seventy-two? Uh, yes, uh-huh. Okay. Well, Robert and I were in Houston in 60, in 72. Oh, yeah, us? I didn't leave Houston. Yeah, What? Uh, where did you live? Uh, I live, well, I think we discussed this, but isn't that interesting? Yeah, we, we, we're going to find out uh, with our love and light community all our past history and where do we our paths cross because we do that in metaphysics. And, uh, you know, yeah. with our esoterics and our spiritual community, too. But the love and light community, uh, we started, I didn't really tune in to the difference until uh, the 70s. But I remember my children told me I had tarot decks way before they were born. And they remember picking decks. And I had no clue. I thought I didn't get in. But I guess what it is, I didn't get my first real astrology reading and chart and pay for it till 84. So I thought when I started uh-huh. 84, but you know how we forget little things, but when you go back in your linear timeline right. and then people help you. But uh, I picked yeah, up, exactly. I guess, my tarot somewhere. But mother was psychic, so that's how, you know, I got into all that. But 1965 uh-huh. was the year James Madison High School opened up, and we played against Westbury, and Deborah went to uh, Robert E. Lee. It was Robert E. Lee, and in West Monroe we were the Confederates. And we had a rebel flag so at West what, Monroe High School. <laughs> what, what year did you graduate from high school? 67, but I had to go back and get a GED because we talked about high 11th. My husband, it was during the Vietnam oh, War. Right. Yeah, and I was right. in the we high 11th. About that before you came in. Yeah. yeah, so it was What's the, the Vietnam High 11th? War. What do you mean the high 11th? What's the uh, high 11th? What's that mean? I went and took tests. They let me out. Uh, they didn't let pregnant women because I got pregnant. I was uh, pregnant in 67. So I had Angie early. She was supposed to be May 68. And I had her early, March uh-huh. 25th, my first daughter. So, But that's when I was hanging out wow. with uh, Joan Robinson Hill and all that, that Suzanne was tapping into two or three weeks ago on one of those shows right. we did. So it all goes right. together. We just have to put it in the, I guess, or like Karen said, what year? Well, Karen, in 72, where did you live? Do you know where West, did you know where Westbury was? Or the Southwest? No, I, uh, I, Robert was working for Ellington Air Force Base. And that's in oh, Pasadena. Oh, yeah, I lived in Pasadena on Red Bluff Road, if yeah. you remember Pasadena. Do you remember Red Bluff well, Road? I, no, I didn't live there. I I checked into an apartment to live off of Westheimer. And so Oh wow, way downtown he, Westheimer. Just, yeah. So he was just on the east on the west side of the of the, of the tollway. And so he, all those apartments were coming new. Yeah. So uh he was he was realizing that he wasn't gonna stay at Ellington. And so then we then I moved back to, to Fort Worth, and then he moved on to Glen Road. So we just kind of moved around, but we weren't living together. We would just uh, be together down there. 
but that was in Pasadena. But those those times were wonderful in Houston, and all the music and everything. Gosh, I know, lived so off a of Westheimer. We're all yeah, you lived off a of Westheimer, right across from the Galleria. If you remember, it's probably still yeah, there, Galleria Mall. I lived yeah, right across the street. There was a strip center, and then right behind there were some uh, townhouses. And yep. I think There's I paid eight seventy five a month. Uh huh. Well, it was behind the shopping center. It was behind the shopping center. Yeah, behind the shopping center. Right. Mm-hmm. There were. Well, that's interesting, houses. and I think Deborah said she was in Houston at that time, didn't she? I don't know. I can't remember yeah, now. She, Deborah DeFranco she was. was talking about it. Well, she's, um, Deborah's not uh, going to join us until after uh, September sometime. So she's working on her garden. She's creating a seed farm. And we'll put that up. Well, she's going to be selling her seeds. So we'll get that link and help support her with her seed business. We're all recreating ourselves because of COVID, right? So she's developed a seed right. business. Anyway, she'll be back, but she said I'd really, because she has to take advantage of the sunlight, you know, and everything, and um, growth, growing season and harvesting season. So she says, I'm sorry, I just have to take off for about a month here. So he says to say hello, and she'll be back again in the future. So, okay, anyway, we'll get her back and we'll connect the dots. But so we all may have crossed paths, it's kind of like that six degrees of separation. We may all have crossed paths long ago. Oh, and, well, we're all uh, baby now, boomers. I've never been. Yeah. yeah, but I've never been to Texas. I had never been west of the Mississippi until I was uh, 39 years old, and I went through all the way to um, Maui to not Maui to Oahu. So wow. that's my connection there. But I, I. Didn't even get to California for another two or three years after that, but then I started going around the world. So we have this uh, connection with all of us. So mm-hmm. go ahead. So and it's all we based were, around we the military, isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. So well, you when did we all eleven and? Go ahead. You said you were eleven. You were eleven. What does that mean? I was eleven. It's some kind of ranking in the military or something? Who said that? You said something about, and I was you, in 11. She said something I, about her high, up, her high number. What was a high number, DJ? Oh, she wanted to know. Oh, you know, like you do ninth, tenth. Well, back then, uh, it was either you were beginning the grade or you were the end. They called it high 11th. I guess that was after fall. I was in my last part of the 11th grade when I got married, and I I didn't get to finish my G12. And what year was that? Is that 67? 1960s, there was a... I don't think New Age books or Love and Light community. I mean, we we I learned about New Age and stuff through the bookstores, but I don't well, I don't remember has, going to anything that, until well, the one uh, they had back then was it on Montrose off of Montrose. That's where I went. Area. Yeah, that was the Aquarian Age uh-huh. books uh, bookstore. Yeah, I remember that. I sure yeah. do. And uh, I graduated a year early from high school. I graduated in 68, should have graduated in 69. 
And then um, I was with uh, Robert and I were in Houston in 72. And I just thought you were probably down there, too. Were you in the military at that time? My husband worked at NASA. And he went to University wow. of Texas, I mean, uh, Houston, and then he worked at NASA, and he worked for Gerlach Entertainment Agency. And that's when I met Bob okay. Hope and Bing so we Crosby all, and Nancy Ames and all those no, we people. Were all, we were all down there at the same time. Uh-huh. That's interesting. And then when Robert... Well, I didn't graduate till 72, so I'm, I'm younger. I, I didn't quite make the connection. Well, you're a lot younger My than sister me. graduated in 66. My first husband graduated in 69. So I'm behind you guys. Yeah, so... All right. Yeah. I was there. Well, I started I early, though. I, <laughs> I was... Uh, Janet, I started early at four because uh, I wanted to go to school and I was smart. So they let me start because I was going to be five by the end of the year, December 26th. And so I was uh-huh. born 51, but I grew up with all the 52 babies. So or, or uh-huh. let's see, 50, 50 babies, I guess, because they were all, okay, I was younger than all my schoolmates. So they must have been 1950 children, right? Because uh, I don't get it. All I know is... I was I was always a year younger than everybody, so uh, you know in the first years I had to be as smart as they were, and I was tall as they were because I was a tall child. But uh, I got to start at four. I hear a phone. I did too. What the hell is that? That's an ET connection. We still have you. <laughs> Probably a signal. Oh, is that your phone? Oh, is that your that, phone? Janet? Uh, you know what happened was I was moving my phone because my cat was about to step on him, and it dialed <laughs> your phone. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Oh, well, what's that noise? Kitty, that was a kitty call. Sorry about that. Kitty. Oh, that's cute. That's you know, cute. They, they love it when I'm on the radio, and they like to come and get right in my face. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, that's hey. exactly yeah. I had to put my kitty in the other room. It finally it start, stopped meowing. But, you know, the new age How apparently started. Great. It's getting bigger with longer spikes. It grabs hold of me with oh, its spikes and climbs up picture. my arm. Yeah, oh, y'all post, have to do post. that. Yeah, no. bigger one. Yeah. Oh, it's hard to set, tell it no because it's no. learning. It. No, I'm not a tree, kitty. I'm not a tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ow. let's Ow. look at how we were during the New Age movement. I'm going to look at New Age on Britannica. It says uh, New Age movement because a lot of the kids talk about love and light in you know, the new age and well, offered. They weren't, using that word. they weren't using that word back in the 70s. No, they used and esoterics and occult. Well, I'll tell you when it began. i tell you when, they, that, when it began. Freemasonry, Rosicrucian. The, the new age, the new age movement began with hair. And they said, this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. And oh, yeah. Sasha uh-huh. wife was part of the producers of uh, of um, hair in Los Angeles, so oh. that, so that's uh-huh. the connection. They were involved with the New Age movement, and that was what the New well, Age movement was. 
But well, it dawned it so way. rapidly in the Western world in the 70s. So it started really growing in the 70s. Let me look at it. Looking at Wikipedia. When Metaphysical communities, 70s and um, 80s, forward the New Age. It, it says the New Age of Love and Light started 70s and 80s metaphysical. movement, but Wikipedia says something different. At the same time as each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Wikipedia says something different. 1970 to 2000. Right, I'm on Wikipedia, which we know is just a new encyclopedia. Anyway, um, do we want to discuss so that? Agree or disagree? Again, no, I I think we should stay where we are because um, we're running out of time, and you're going to be continuing. And I have a conflict. I have to I have to contact uh, Suzanne and uh, renegotiate talking with her or something. So I'm going to do that while you, while we're chatting here. Um, yeah, and I'm so, negotiating at nine o'clock. So and so yeah, so we were. We didn't know. Um, are you expecting other people to come on to the show, CJ? Yeah, we, Rich. We were at the normal time from shooting. Uh, about thirty minutes. You, We've got thirty minutes left. Rich, Rich, and Suzanne are coming on tonight. They were going to do their love and light part the last hour, I guess. And uh, she works till she seven, and she's sense. coming on eight to nine. You have to schedule on her. Uh, Appointments. Yeah, she told me she had talked to well, you today, she but she, she, she has to do it after the show tonight. The conflict here. Yeah, because okay, she, she's doing the show. Okay. Yeah, eight to ten. She's her and her okay. husband are doing tonight, and uh, uh, supposed to come and talk. Because I had James Tolley, but you told me to move him, so I did. So uh, you wanted right. to talk with yeah, Karen and. So we I had Suzanne and them come on the second hour. I thought. Uh, okay, so let's. let's go back Karen to wanted to do love and light. Back to topic. We are doing love and light. We're doing new age. Well, that's new age movement. So how when you contacted with extraterrestrials, TJ and Karen, and me, our contact was not these dark forces. You know how the. The modern UFO movement is like, they're all demons. But my contact has been very positive, even with uh, reptilians. And you, apparently, Teresa, never met reptilians. Karen and I have. So so your first contact, we've gone into that. Now, when you were with your first husband, and he's working at NASA, did you have... Any contact with extraterrestrials that he was aware of? Did you have no, I never told him anything. Yeah. No, because uh, Janet, his father worked for Grumman and he worked for NASA. And other than they believed in him, but they weren't allowed to talk about him. But he was in the room when they had aliens go over. So it was bogeys, 12 o'clock high or 2 o'clock or whatever that story was. So I wrote about that. But the one time I had a light being come out of an orb, come and knock on my door. That's the one I told you about. But he didn't know about that. That's when you and I were listening to Catherine Kuhlman on, you know, TV and stuff, and she was real spiritual. But I that's all I can remember about spiritual. And then that man came and knocked on my door, and that's when, uh, you mm-hmm. know, I, I was uh, I, about the time before I had Lauren, when I had her, uh, she was created when man walked on the moon because Steve was working a lot at NASA at night. 
but she was born uh, April 3rd, 1970. So you see, I was pregnant during that mm-hmm. 69, last part of 69. But a man came to what? visit me. I was seeing uh, Bernard uh, Rosenbaum, who worked for TRW, Crisis Street. Him and Kathy Rosenbaum had two boys, Matthew and Timothy, and they wanted a little girl really bad. But uh, they lived right there in front of me, and he worked for TRW and drove a blue Thunderbird. And uh, I had a man come up in a gold, uh, well, a man knocked on my door, and he said, I want to have a baby with you. And then when I, I didn't mm-hmm. understand what was going on, and he, I followed him out the door, and he disappeared in a gold, or like the bright sun. It was almost like another dimension, but I call it an orb because uh, it blinded me. So I don't have know how to explain that because... I don't know if there's any words for that, if you know what I mean. But but uh, I, he came back later because I was really worried because I'd had like a uh, like a placenta preview or something. I had a blood clot where I looked like I lost a baby. But he came back by to say the baby mm-hmm. was okay. So I always considered I must have had a – I don't know if this is true or not, but it goes with that John Mack abduction stuff or something I never felt I was abducted because I was conscious but the way I describe it is a man came and knocked on my door he came back and took the baby back no he said he said he said uh, I was I was worried at two and a half or three months but here's the way I, I put it in my mind now this is now not then then I wasn't I was just a teenager you know in between Angie and Lauren. So you know how the way we talk about, uh, well, like I was the, uh, I relate to uh, Taken, you know, Allie Clark, the little the little mm-hmm. girl, Allie Clark, and Steven right. Spielberg did that mm-hmm. story. I related to that mm-hmm. because when I was little, you know, I, I uh, had so many operations, so I went under with anesthesia, and then I died in the second grade. So I thought this was part of my extraterrestrial initiation because at four, you know, I went up on a spacecraft and wanted to, didn't want to come back down. So that was conscious. I wasn't abducted. I consciously fell asleep and, you know, this I could see myself on the ground. So that was my first out-of-body experience. But at that age, I had some ET visiting me and teaching me things, and Mother couldn't see them. At four, remember that story where I told you I consciously knew Mother couldn't right. see my yes, invisible being. So mm-hmm. we have that. So I thought it was part of that group, extraterrestrials, because I seemed to always have been conscious of extraterrestrials in my life. But we're not supposed to talk about it, especially around NASA people. So that goes back uh-huh. to the boyfriend thing, right? Because right? you're not allowed. Well, that doesn't yeah. mean it didn't happen. It just means we didn't talk about it. <laughs> Well, I also think, I'm going to add something, uh, I also think that a lot of us have more going on than what we even know, and uh, they're continually wiping it away. I wonder if that's true, because I had right. what, a lot of times missing time, but I was conscious, but I'd be conscious of, I still remember one time at the townhouse, I was with uh, one uh, guy standing in the window, I'm not going to mention names, but he was a husband, okay, but I've had several folks, so, but uh, 
I we were missing like an hour and a half or two, and then when we uh, I wanted to get out of there in pictures, it was like uh, uh, where you knock things off the wall. It's the energy. My husband said I did it. He said I had uh, telekinesis or something, especially if I got mad. But when we walked out, I knew I didn't make the merry-go-round spin, and there was nobody there. We went by the dark playground where we were living, townhouses, but they'd have you know, places for the kids. And uh, the kids weren't with me at the time. They were with Steve in, uh, up in Peoria, Illinois, or somewhere. But uh, it spun around. But you know how you start learning about the extraterrestrials, your family off-planet, those on the planet, and then the times that come and go interdimensionally. So I have these orb people that uh, saved me in the second grade in orbs, and so I related it to orb people in the Wizard of Oz. So I come up with this whole other reality, whether it's true or not, interdimensional beings that can come and go like Glinda did with Wizard of Oz. <laughs> so I don't know how to explain yeah, it. Yeah. But let me let me say one thing. I think you know if if we my opinion on this is if we think it, it's there. So I think that's true. I think if we if it wasn't true, we wouldn't be thinking it because huh. we live on some and have interaction with multi-dimensional. Uh, parts of ourselves all the time I think they're with us right this minute And for all we know We could be on a ship And watching ourselves take the test Down here in this earth 3D consciousness I'm not saying it's so But it's who knows Well that sort of goes with the multi-world theory Right and then the multi-dimensions And now uh, in quantum physics okay. we're, trying, we're finally getting there We know that uh, some of the universes spin backwards, so we're just getting into that. But they used to not talk yeah. about that even two or three years ago. We knew planets, some of them spin backwards. Mm -hmm. But now, if you listen to the uh, World Science Festival with that Brian Green, I think it was oh, yeah. Brian Green, uh -huh. they're just now yeah, starting to good. talk about the things. They can't prove them, but they've known, like NASA, uh -huh. Hubble, you know, all the that they right. now the universe right. is spinning, so they're going to work on that, working on right. how to talk about it. So that, that's that's why I like to use the word metaphysics instead of new age. I think if you use the word new age, I think it makes a lot of people. Of course, the, the age of Aquarius is beautiful, but I mean, as far as just the words new age, it touches on a lot of religionists, and they get oh, scared yeah. and judgmental. And so, if you talk about physics and metaphysics where we live. You know, if there is a science in this, too. But I get the feeling a lot of times when I'm with you guys that we're, uh, we have a lot of friendly beings that are watching us do this and who knows what it is. And I think we're multidimensionalizing this very thing at this moment because you have a lot of uh, charisma energy, TJ. It's beautiful energy field. And when you come in, there it's like somebody comes in with you that we can't feel. That's what I feel. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> well, thank you. I like your energy, too. And Janet, what? Thank you. I have a question. A couple of weeks ago, we had um, a person on our show that was talking about the moon um, landing didn't happen, right? You know, one of those huh. Never moved in. It, uh -huh. wasn't, it wasn't on my show. By Sandy Kubrick. No, I had one. So you were saying uh, previously that you were in there in the control room 
when they they were reporting about ETs following them, right? You said something about oh yeah, you if you something about the ETs. Oh yeah, so I'm not happened, but prove to this man that that you that the moonwalk was real. Because you know, he's listening to he's listening he's listening to conspiracy theories, and that was based on Kubrick being in hype, and he wanted to sell the story. You got to go listen to all the stories and the people that lived during the time versus the people that only believe hearsay. So what he did is he's following that story that they made some film. Uh, in case of emergency, and uh, the guy uh, spun it a different way so he could make some money, and he did. He's sort of like one of those Philip K. Dick dudes that has uh, – but, no, I know that story, yeah. uh, and, and I listened, to, and I saw the film, and I you know, I do a mini-investigation research on everything. I'm open to all sides, but, you know, each person – you can't – each person's going to believe what they want to believe, but – you got to remember, I did this for a living as an oh, investigator yeah. they, and they can take forensic. Their theory. They can, no, they can right. take their theory. So he was saying that film cannot uh, survive in space. Film cannot survive on the moon. That's what his, his what? logic was. Is that he, had, he said that they couldn't have filmed anything because the film could not, and I'd have to re-listen to the show. And he said that they couldn't have done anything we, because the film would not last on the moon. Oh, Somebody is studying Hollywood now, versus science. About a, about a month ago, and, and this was um, a gentleman that was saying that the the moon never happened, never will happen. We're not in space. Oh, my goodness. There's very that's that's I wish I could have had. Uh, yeah, no, those are people that. Uh, there's a lot of people that believe a lot of the Hollywood stories, but what happens is in this dimension, the way I understand it, there is the uh, inside, like the matrix programming from the governments, the world banks, or whatever you want to say. And so the level of intelligence that happens depends on how they were indoctrinated based on usually where they're born on the planet and how they're brought up in their cultures. So there's all type of culture wars. But Mm -hmm. here in America, after World War II, uh, during the – well, back in the day, you know, back when all these different – we'll go into alien uh, ancient history. You know, all the worlds knew about the empires that came and went, and we we go back to – you know, all the different deluge stories, seven to ten of them, and all the ancients. So it depends whether you want to believe fire clay tablets were real and then how we believe in what history's been here as far as it's been translated correctly. But now we're finding all the pictures of the dinosaurs and men's feet, you know, walking with dinosaurs and stuff. So we're finding a lot that we thought one way and how men that won the wars, if you go back to the study of wars on the planet, it all came from my extraterrestrial gods anyway, the gods versus the demons and then the angel stories and the watchers and the fallen ones and the 200 and the Anunnaki stories. It's all the same energy, just depends on who was telling the story. But a lot of them get the different colors of the aliens from the, uh, uh, Indian stories and the Hindu and the Mahabharata, right? The Mahabharata has so many of the older extraterrestrial right. stories. Uh, but then mm-hmm. uh, Zachariah yeah, Sitchin made it famous with the, the 12th planet. Right. Yeah. Well, Sitchin stuff, people think Sitchin stuff, he, he went around the world. He physically, uh, you know, during his um, youth, he went around to all the different places. 
and he saw all the cuneiforms, he saw all the museums, he walked. So he walked in these places, and then he, over the years, he collected the largest private collection of cuneiforms in the world. He had the largest collection. And so then he had, to, he had all the time in the world to spend with these cuneiforms, and he knew how to translate, so he... Uh, but there, there were other people translating, Kramer, you oh, know, sure. the major universities had their digs, and they were correlating information, and then the computer error came along, so now there's a number of websites... Well, look at the Catholic Church, too. The, ...the translations, right. But, of course, Catholic well, Church yeah. wants to control the, the uh, narrative, so they control the story. 